Alright, good morning. This is Raph from Adventures in DeFi Kingdom, streaming to you live, high above the keep, in the hot air balloon. Tonight, or I should say this morning, uh, I have Nindorf and a very special guest, Mr. Zipper with me. Say hi, guys. Welcome, hey. listeners. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Well, um, thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. Um, we are we now have uh, YouTube Live as well as Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. So go ahead and drop a subscribe there if you can. That would be greatly appreciated, and um, that really helps us out. So, uh, Mr. Zipper, why don't you go ahead and, and give us your own uh, personal introduction? I know that uh, you made the, the Hero Bot, and I've been using that religiously every time I've summoned. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Great. Uh, thanks so much, and, and thanks again for having me. So um, I've been uh, just kind of hanging around, hanging out in uh, DeFi Kingdoms for uh, since kind of mid-September or so. I, I got here just early enough uh, to hit the the good APRs and the LPs, but not quite early enough to uh, to hit enough uh, jewel for a Gen Zero, but. Uh, I've been just hanging out in this community, really love all of the, the depth of the whole thing. And so I've just been trying to dig into into mechanics and some of the details of stuff. Uh, as you mentioned, I uh, started working on this, this hero bot that last month finally made it into the official Discord. Uh, it was something that I started working on really just shortly after the, the Geno sale um, to have a way to you know, quickly look up info, and we've been able to add some some new features to that. Um, I'm also the the author of the the weekly newsletter, The Heroes Hold, which you may be familiar with on on Medium. Uh, and just trying to uh, go over some hero details, some news, uh, some aggregated stats, and stuff like that, and just keep uh, keep the community informed about what's going on in the game. So it's just it's been a real blast to be a part of this community and to hang out with all of you. Yeah, awesome. And on behalf of the community, thank you very much. Um, like I said, I've, I've been using uh, the HeroBot for about everything I do now. So thank you very much for that. Great. All right, Nindorf, uh, why don't you take us to the question of the day? Yeah, so uh, given all that's kind of been going on in some of the Discord chats and um, on the DFK wiki site there, uh, I feel like it's appropriate. Would you guys sell your Locks Jewel? Or would you buy other people's lock jewel? I think is where I'm at right now. Wow, uh, great question. And so, for those of you who who don't know, uh, there was a, I think it was a relatively recent feature that allows you to have a contract to send all of your lock jewel from a a single MetaMask uh, address uh, to another MetaMask address. And so, the DFK Wiki team that's been doing escrow for heroes long before the, the tavern opened up. Uh, they started doing an escrow service for, for se sending Lockjewel. And I think I saw them actually release some number on Twitter that they have like helped, um, helped uh, transition like 1 million USD. Uh, it was 100 of, million of, USD, 100, actually. 100, yeah, that's, oh, that's even wow. crazier. 100 million of USD safely, uh, keeping it out of the hands of scammers. So <laughs> a big thanks uh, to those two and, and the incredible work that they're doing. Um, and so uh, people have been starting to to sell and buy their lock jewel. It seems like on on large wallets, the the price of jewel is, is going anywhere between 
I would say what what I've seen is like anywhere between like four and seven dollars uh, from what I'm looking at. And so, what a great question, Nindorf. And I would say for me, I'd be tempted if I could get off my jewel bag for you know somewhere between ten and fifteen. I just have, have too much confidence in the game right now that it feels like you know, um, I'd be making a short-sighted decision. If I could sell it for something like 10 or 15, honestly, I'd, I'd probably just uh, take those earnings and dump them into the gardens. And so I, I actually, <laughs> I think I really doubt that the, um, that because of that, that the price is going to go that high. I think it's going to stay, you know, probably, probably pretty low. How about you, Mr. Zipper? Yeah, I, um, I, I don't think I would sell. Uh, like you, I'm I'm too in it long term. Um, I would certainly be tempted to to buy if the price were right, but uh, I I just don't have that kind of liquidity. And the you know in order to get the price low enough, uh, it would have to be a large enough bag that I definitely couldn't afford it. So uh, I'll just keep watching from the sidelines and uh, you know keep farming what I'm what I'm farming and you know hope that everything goes well in the end. Yeah, that's a good point. Liquidity is a good point too. And it's like, you know, as we pass these two Gen Zeros around, I, I always need to keep a fair amount because it seems like every, you know, couple of weeks I end up doing about four summons with Gen Zeros. And, you know, that's actually a, a fair amount of jewel right there. So I think if it were, if I had the liquidity, I might buy it. And then in terms of sell, I think you're probably right, Raph. If it comes down to like 50% or maybe even 40% of real world jewel value right now, I might consider it. And then, yeah, your strategy of sticking it right back in the gardens is fantastic. I think that would be a really smart play. Yeah, and it's just so challenging to think through, you know, this, the next two months, um, I, I think could really be a liquidity pinch for everyone. You know, Crystal Vale yeah. is opening up. There's going to be the single staking crystal for, or jewel staking for, for Crystal um, that is going to open up with some insane APRs. You know, I, I, there's a lot of speculation that when everyone moves their their jewel over to Crystal Vale, that then the Serendale uh, jewel gardens, uh, those APRs are going to skyrocket because if you leave your jewel, if you leave your um, your value there, you know you're going to have a higher portion of the pool. Um, that land is releasing as well, and and potentially amulets will be coming out soon too. So, um, and then you know pets might be hatching and so it feels like you know you really have to start thinking a little longer term about uh what do i want to spend my jewel on and and where do i think i'm going to be successful so gosh yeah great question and, and tough one to think about all right so uh last week we talked about the uh, ama and uh we got a, a really fun shout out by the team um that the creative team, uh, Cinnabon, actually saying that there is no lore around the hot air balloon. And so just a reminder to, to our community that help us come up with some stories about the hot air balloon. We're really looking forward to, to developing that. Um, we are also going to start creating a, a community Discord, a slightly smaller Discord. Um, I think of it as a, a fork off of uh, the DFK Discord right now, which gets pretty meme heavy at the moment. So uh, we're, we're going to send some information out on on YouTube and on Anchor. And so when you log into the podcast, you'll be able to uh, to go find that that Discord invite. And um, anyways, as I digress. Um, one of the things that I'm really excited about right now, um, and I have an extra special question of the day to to tease into it. So 
Alright, I have a question for you guys. We'll see if you guys can figure it out. What do the movies Jaws, Home Alone, Superman, Star Wars, and Indiana Jones all have in common? Oh, man. That's a very random mix of movies and shows. Uh, I mean, they all have a heart, you know, a place in my past, I guess, for me personally. I don't know about you, Mr. Zipper. I was, I'm wondering if they all have music composed by John Williams, actually. Bingo. Spot on. Oh, yes. Very well done. Very well done. So, um, there was a, a, a DFK contest here recently, and uh, there was some, some great uh, community music that was developed. And so I, I reached out to one of the winners, and it's um, a, a pair of individuals, uh, Booleen and Mike Dialga. And the music is actually made my, by Mike Dialga. And I'm going to go ahead and, and share for you guys what's going to be our new intro song um, into the podcast. So I'm, I'm oh, really geez. excited about nice. this. And uh, I'll play the I'll play a little bit of a, a longer version, so it'll be about a minute long. Uh, the typical intro will will probably only take you know ten fifteen seconds, and then at the end of the podcast, um, we'll actually include all of all of this, and and we'll go ahead and and link to to Mike in uh, he has a SoundCloud account, and so definitely go check him out, um, support him. Um, it's awesome. I'm so thankful that he's letting us uh, use his uh, his amazing music as an introduction. So uh, let me set up the uh, the streaming of that. One moment, guys. Oh, yeah, well, no doubt. That's amazing. Yeah. 
So let's go to, uh, since we have uh, Nindorf and, and Mr. Zipper here, uh, we have a new segment that we're calling our, our Dev Dive. And I'm, I'm going to try to queue up a few questions, and then I'm going to take a back seat and just put my listening ears on, because um, you guys are, are absolutely the experts in this. So um, Nindorf, why don't you go ahead and take us away. There's an incoming API v6. Uh, tell us what you know about that. Yeah, so um, from what we've heard, it's uh, it's kind of rebuilt from the ground up by a new guy they brought onto the dev team. Um, and I think from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mr. Zipper, but it, it seems like the goal of this is to have you know increased throughput and reliability and also to add support for some of that cross-chain syncing. So what do you think? Yeah, that's, that's my understanding as well. I'm definitely not a back-end developer, so I'm far out of my element here, but I think uh, the idea anyway is to to redo the way that the API is indexing the information from the blockchain so uh, that we can finally put all of these tavern issues behind us uh, for for good, because uh, those have been a real, real issue this past week. Um, I know that it's in... Uh, very late stage alpha, I think it you know might have even been slated for this patch that we were supposed to get uh, last night, um, if not, you know maybe very very soon. So really excited about uh, about that coming through and and hopefully putting some of these issues behind us. Yeah, I think I've been looking, and no matter where I look at at the game, it's always stuck on the same block number that ends in five twenty three. I'm like, oh please roll past block five twenty three. Absolutely. It is, it is so exciting. Um, you know, we, we finished this uh, transaction tracker bounty a couple of weeks ago, and uh, some of the apps for, that were developed uh, by that have kind of made it into public attention. And this was by far the, the one that got the most attention, uh, just by uh, really taking all of the data from the blockchain and just uh, turning it into readable information from the games you can see you know all your quest rewards all your garden transactions it's it's just fantastic and and we should shout out uh josh and joseph who were the two devs of that who just knocked it out of the park yeah thank yeah, you yeah and, and i've heard some oh sorry oh i was just gonna say yeah thank you for for calling out their names i i certainly did not have that uh, top of mind and and also um i think something here for our listeners a little bit of technical difficulties um, I'm recovering from a bit of a cold, if you can't tell, and I think I accidentally uh, muted my recording mic here for a moment while I, I blowed my nose. And so um, I, I think our, our listeners probably missed my question, which was, uh, have you guys been using the, the DFK tracker app? So, um, so <laughs> sorry for uh, the, the technical difficulties. And, and Nindorf, why don't you tell us how you've been using uh, the DFK tracker app? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I, I like the the one little feature I think is really cool is it shows you your daily revenue. I, I don't know why that's exciting, but it's just like you know you have all these heroes and people have always been asking the question. Well, this is a play to earn game, right? Well, what am I earning? And it was very hard to see that. And I think this site's it's just really cool. Um, although today I have earned zero point zero zero, which is sad, but that's okay, <laughs> I suppose. All right, yeah, it is so really nice to see that. So. It's it's good to put some actual numbers to it, and to I love the um, uh, cents per stamina uh, that you've earned from each hero to be able to say like, oh yeah, he's earned you know seven cents for every stamina that they've spent, and <laughs> you know that actually starts to get you a sense of how valuable these heroes are. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I also really like that if you look at the the tavern page, 
I like that it gives you, um, if you kind of hover over the heroes, it gives you a approximate value based on current sale prices. That has been really instrumental in, in uh, who I'm listing and what I'm listing them for. That's been a, a big uh, time saver and quality of life improver for me. I'm also curious how they got the hero images. I know there's been some chat and back and forth on some of the discords about you know rendering the heroes out of the game and they apparently cracked that and figured out how to do it which is really awesome yeah i was super impressed by that that's been something that's been a thorn in everybody's side i know one of the two of them i think is basically just a react developer and so i i guess that was enough to figure out how to uh to reverse engineer the whole thing but totally beyond my skill set <laughs> likewise well, it's pretty awesome that we have, you know, whether it's music development um, and development coming in all sorts of different forms. It's such a great community here. Um, so, you know, big thanks to, to everyone involved. Um, any other apps that you're enjoying right now, Mr. Zipper? Um, I feel like most of my time has been spent, I mean, you know, of course, there's Kingdom Watch, which, which we all know and, and love, and has been so useful for, for many of us. And, and now the DFK tracker uh, are both great. I know the uh, DeFi Wiki uh, app has seen some development recently, too, although I think that got put put on hold a bit uh, when the Lockjewel escrow started. Um <laughs> But I, I think it'll be really interesting to see what other apps do come out of this uh, transaction tracker, because as great as DFK tracker is, it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't quite answer the question of like, what is the app that you need to do your taxes? Um, and I think some of the other ones that were, were developed really focus a little more on that aspect pretty specifically. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see what comes from, from some of those once we get to hear a little more about them. Yeah, they haven't announced the winner yet, have they? Nope. Okay, cool. So, we'll, yeah, we'll eagerly anticipate that, and then I'm sure they'll have links to all those tools for the community. Yeah. All right, well, be really Nidor, exciting. any other chatter that's sticking out to you on the developer Discord? Um, you know, some of it also, I was asking some questions to some people, and they had some good insights into some of these harmony issues. And, you know, I think what it really comes down to is, you know, a lot of the, I'll say it, the marketing jargon um, about Harmony, the blockchain itself, is kind of falling a little short with the load being placed upon it by DFK. Uh, you know, it's like they're supposed to be able to support all these transactions per second, you know, multiple shards. From what I've learned is shard zero is really the only one that has RPC support. I think they said, uh, I forget who if it was, I forget who on the chat said it, but I think he said that one of the other shards has maybe one RPC endpoint, like, for the whole shard. So, you know, we were floating around the idea of what happens if DFK just went to its own shard. It's like, well, there's no support for that on the blockchain yet. So, you know, I don't know if you've heard anything like this, Mr. Zipper. I just thought it was really interesting to know that it kind of Harmony's advertisements aren't quite standing up yet, and they need a little bit of work there. Yeah, I mean, we know it's it's a ecosystem under development, uh, so I guess we'll just have to see, you know, where, where they get at this point. Um, and, you know, really, once they can put these RPC issues behind them, uh, see what the rest of the development looks like. You know, they've got a really ambitious roadmap, so we'll see if they can keep delivering on it, I guess. All right, well, let's transition to the combat corner now. And I'm really excited to recklessly speculate about um, hero stats 
and about what combat might have in store, and then talk about uh, some of the hidden data and the abilities that um, you know a lot of our our users who now have access to the alert system. I think he said Nindorf that every single person is is looking for. Um, the uh, elite and transcendent skilled heroes, and so let's. They should be anyway. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> with Mr. Zipper here, I want to talk about that a little bit. So, I guess let's first start by talking about what Mr. Zipper. What do we know about hero abilities right now? Yeah, so I mean, the short answer is not a lot. Uh, this is probably the one thing that we know the least about in terms of the way that that heroes work or, or are going to work um and this is one of the reasons that i think it, you know we're mostly just not really talking about it uh, it's the reason that you know it's not in uh most of the um uh, you know the apps including my own that you know that put out genes and stuff like that is that like there's just no really useful information to come from it right now so so to take a step back anyway, uh, there are a couple of genes in, in every hero, and I mentioned this in, in my article, uh, that are active one, active two, passive one, and passive two. And these genes um, have, and I think you've, you guys have talked about this before, so I don't want to reiterate too much, but um, you know, most of them have the ability of basic one through basic eight, and it doesn't matter what class you are or anything else, they have these abilities, but some of them are also advanced, some are elite, and some are transcendent. And it seems like these these abilities kind of mirror the um, the, the mutation tier uh, that class follows with the, you know, the basic advanced uh, elite and, and exalted heroes. Um, so these are mutable abilities, they do, they do mutate when they're paired up correctly. Um, to get, you know, these more advanced ones. But again, we have no idea what they are. But it seems like these are going to be abilities that will be used for combat, I think. Well, yeah, I, I think I totally agree with that. And something else that I, I noticed, I feel like these devs are extraordinarily forward-thinking. If you look at the raw number that, say, represents, uh, I don't know, Elite 1, they, you know, they've they've spaced the numbers out, if you think of it as, like, an enumeration, because I believe that they'll probably even leave spaces for some of these new genes coming in from the new realms. Uh, that's something I've been thinking about. Is like, why else would they have skipped numbers and they, they didn't pack them tightly? I guess is what I'm saying. So yeah, this uh, is. Think... Go ahead. <laughs> so this is crazy, and and something that I think all of us noticed initially is that the data coming off the blockchain, you know, uh, and this is how the heroes work too, is that you know the first set of basic classes are zero through seven. And then advanced classes are 16 through 19. And so that actually <laughs> leaves a space of, of eight, which is exactly what we know, you know, that there are going to be new classes, too, from each of the four blockchain expansions that they're planning. So, like, this whole thing was planned out from the beginning. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. It's I mean, so yeah. impressive. You know, they that that team and. You know, especially when you hear like Hubert start to drop, as Sandwich Punch calls it, the the sacred text of Hubert, um, his his quick Discord <laughs> notes. Every time you see something there, it's it's gold, and you can really tell how well thought out it is. And you know, it just uh, it, even with you know like the release of you know the value that you're getting from quests, it it just seems so well thought out. So, uh, thank you for that introduction, and I guess. Nindorf, uh, tell us, you have a, a hero uh, with one of these hidden abilities, is that right? Yeah, I, I managed to get one. It, it, it's, a, it's a common monk, so on the surface it doesn't look like much, but it says it has an elite active skill, which I'm really excited about. 
And then, Mr. Zipper, if you could clarify, and again, this is a bit speculatory, but am, am I right to assume that the active abilities are the ones that my hero actually has access to, but the passive abilities are ones that could pass down through summoning genetics? Is that right? Uh, actually, no, it's not. All all four of them, both active and passive, are genetic in, in the same way. So I think actually what we're looking at, um, and th this is something that I, I keep teasing periodically, but if you go way, way back in the Discord to like mid-September, uh, Sinstar in his, I think, very first hero card reveal, uh, and I'll send this to you guys so you can... Um, Post it. Uh, posted an image of of the hero card, and one of them flips around, and it's a rogue. And on the back of the card, it actually lists four skills. And the skills on this card, anyway, uh, are sandstorm, rage, counter, and evade. Okay. And and this is the only time we've seen anything like this. Again, back you know early in September. Um, and I suspect anyway that. Those four abilities are, you know, map in one way or another on the two actives and the two passives. So it may be more in terms of combat ability, like an active, you know, kind of attack ability versus a passive, like, you know, a shield or, you know, evade or something like that it could be some, you know, choices that you could make in combat. I don't know. It's totally speculative, but like those are there and it's really interesting to, to look at that and just kind of try to map it to what we know about some of this. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the speculation that I had as well. You know, because there's in all your RPG games in the past, yeah, you, you, I think you nail it with evade. It's like it's just that passive chance that you have to, you know, in, dodge or something. And then the active skill, yeah, I think the, that's the one where you, an attack or a defense or maybe it's a supporting skill. Um, and so I think I think that's going to be right on the money. And then I, I'm excited to see that. Uh, all these skill points that we're banking up when we level up our heroes, you know, yeah. that's I, I believe you're going to be applying those to these skills, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah, I tried to ask uh, Hubert about that in an AMA a long time ago, and he was really slippery about it, which is which is fine. But you know, we've got those skill points now, and and the other thing on on this little card too that that it says is next to each of those abilities is a level one, level two, level three, and I wasn't sure at first. You know, I kind of was you know wondering if those mapped to you know the basic advanced elite sort of thing, but now I'm wondering actually if those are you know the level that you've put skill points into it. Sure. So sure. all sorts of just stuff that we don't know anything about yet, which is so exciting. Yeah, you know, in that, and I think I remember that AMA. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me that that Hubert said that I really liked was that they actually made an effort to balance all of the class stats based on that future combat capability. And I think that's something to, you know, not forget about is that there might be some heroes right now, for those of you who are just getting into the game, um, that, you know, may not be warrior or knight miners, <laughs> um, which are going for an absolute premium because of this, uh, the ability to grab that unlocked jewel. 
and you may find some deals with with other heroes that eventually will have a balance in the game from a combat ability standpoint um, especially if you could get a, a you know a more advanced skill on on top of that hero too so something to think about for for some of our, our listeners is you know maybe if you don't have a ton of jewel available think about some of that the long term of the game and, and you know maybe start preparing yourself for that pve or um, you know pvp combat you know honestly i i am of the opinion that no hero in this game is useless um you know that that would just not make sense so i think you know even those common heroes even the ones without advanced abilities like you're still going to be able to level them up to gain skills to you know to send them on quests and do combat like no you're not going to rank number one on the pvp ladder with a common monk but uh you know but you need to rank number one on the pvp ladder you know uh you know there's going to be i think a lot of stuff that you can do with with every single hero in the game and once you start you know leveling them they're going to have you know some intrinsic value to them as well so knowing uh, that's a good point here's a kind of my next reckless speculation question knowing some of what we do about the blockchain do we feel like this is going to be a, a, a turn-based or kind of a, a live yet, you know, uh, structured or automated uh, role-based combat system? And so I, I think kind of the two directions that things could go is it turn-based where you actually have a transaction fee every time you choose to attack or use an ability or more of a, a live system where, you know, your hero can use an attack X number of ticks and you can still create transactions to, to set what it's going to do but it does it in almost like a, you know I think of um, some of the old Final Fantasy games where you know they'll, they'll just keep attacking um, after you hit the do button um, and and everything will be based on you know percentage rolls where do you think this is going Nindorf? yeah so I thought about that a little bit too. I feel like I'd heard the devs say that they wanted some live action involved in this. And, and you know, maybe if that's the case, um, maybe it would just be something where after the action is completed or the battle has finished, maybe then it rolls up into a transaction that gets posted, kind of like the results of the battle maybe. But I think it could go that way too. That That's honestly how I see it going just because I, I could have sworn I heard someone mention that it would be more live action. What about you, Mr. No, I think... You know, even in our most recent AMA, I'm pretty sure we saw um, oh, there was a some discussion about, you know, using um, controller abilities, you know, the WASD uh, or actual controllers to like move around. And they have Unity developers on the team. So like they're definitely thinking about some more live, you know, kind of interactive play. I don't know yet if that'll translate into combat or if it'll be, you know, kind of the, um, you know, maybe not a turn-based the point of every single you know action that you take has to be a, uh, a blockchain transaction because that's going to get really expensive really quickly on uh, some of these other networks. But um, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see about that. I mean, it may be kind of you know something that's kind of hybrid in between in between those things. But I don't know. We'll see. And on the on the roadmap here, I have this uh, up for our our uh, watchers on YouTube. I don't think I have it displayed for you guys to see yet, but phase six, the battle system, PVE and PVP, it says heroes will be able to form parties of three and compete in regular PVP tournaments, which will award jewel prizes. 
and that's it. <laughs> so um, it's it's certainly uh, we're we're kind of piecing together information to, like I said, try to recklessly speculate on on what could be coming down the road, but. That's a lot of fun. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about health and mana potions. Those are now open with the alchemist and will probably start to play into, you know, maybe even profession quests where heroes will be challenged and, you know, have to consume some of their health or some of their mana um, in order for them to, you know, make it through the quest. There's also the stamina potions, which I've been, um, I'm really, I've been making a lot of those. I think I'm up to eight now. Um, I think those are going to be a little bit like rare candies in Pokemon. <laughs> um, and so I, I think they're going to be kind of that, if you've been lagging behind on, on leveling up your heroes, you could drop a few stamina potions. How do you guys feel that um, these are going to be used? I guess, let's go to you first, Mr. Sipper. Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting to start speculating, and it's kind of funny that they're releasing these so so early on. You know, it's like okay, great, we've got these health and mana pots, but like when you know, like when when is health and mana going to actually be used? Right. Um, you know, and, and maybe it'll be maybe there will be, as you say, you know, some of these PVE quests that maybe aren't necessarily combat in like the explicit sense, but could involve you know stamina or or mana consumption. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, when we get to start using those. Of course, we've heard that stamina potions will be usable very soon. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that's going to be real expensive if you want to uh, spend a bunch of those to try to extra level your heroes. Because, I mean, you know, it's what, at best, you know, maybe about 100 and at, at best 150-ish XP per, per full stamina bar. Uh, so that's going to be pretty expensive if you want to down you know, 10 or 20 of those to try to get through, uh, you know, one of your low levels. But I don't know. It'll be exciting to find out. Yet for someone who has a, a strong stable of foragers and fishers, I'm also hopeful that, you know, in, in some ways that does impact the price and could create a little more value for those heroes too. Uh, what do you yeah, think, absolutely. Nindorf? Yeah, um, I guess maybe sort of tangentially related here. I, I'm just sort of curious now. Some of the terms we've been mentioning, uh, far as quests, obviously there's profession quests. We've been talking about possible combat quests, and then there's adventure quests. I mean, I, maybe that's worth just discussing briefly here. I, I mean, is there? I'm a little confused between these sometimes now. What's combat versus adventure? Do you guys have any input on that? That's a great question, and and I guess I'm not sure. I think I kind of lumped those in a little bit, but on the other hand, this most recent uh, AMA where they were talking about this uh, this flagging system and all of these, uh, you know, ability to do quest chains and stuff like that, uh, really, I mean, opens the door to a whole range of possibilities. I think uh, Hubert has mentioned things like turn-in quests as well, so I feel like there could be, you know, there could be adventure quests uh we have these class quests as well that got mentioned that you know may not necessarily involve combat uh but could involve you know needing to collect items needing to do professions first in order to gather stuff or i guess just pay for it um so yeah i, I don't know there's there's lots of possibilities there and i have here displayed um and you know this isn't always the most up-to-date information. In fact, I would say probably getting nuggets from the AMAs is pro probably a little better off, but they do describe a, a couple quest types, profession and dungeon raiding slash PVE. All right, well, that's uh, some good reckless speculation on 
the combat. Let's go to, to leveling up and summoning. Uh, what's your guys' current level up strategy? Nydorf, kick us off. Yeah, so for leveling, um, I, I think runes have been coming relatively consistently, so I've just kind of been leveling up all my heroes as I have runes available. Um, and I think as we get into level 5 and 6, that's probably going to have to slow down, and I'll just have to start picking, you know, the guys I want to keep long-term. Um, and then far as summoning, I think if you're... Uh, I haven't done a whole lot lately, and then, you know, as you guys know, my, my turn will be here coming up with our two Gen Zeros later today if if the chain gets back off the ground. Um, so I can talk about that, too. I, I think I'm probably just going to keep going for quantity. I want to... I, I need to find another... Um, Pirate to go with the monk I made the last turn, and I'm hoping you know, I can in my turn get uh, a pirate that also has that recessive as a pirate, so I get that increased chances for a ninja offspring, as we you know we talked about with Samish Punch. Right, right. Well, Mister Zipper, um, how are how are you approaching leveling up right now? Yeah, well, in in line with what I said earlier, that that every hero is valuable, I am leveling everything, <laughs> um, uh, for the time being anyway. Uh, you know, what keeps me thinking about that is all of the discussion about, um, you know, future uh, profession quests that it will require, you know, maybe not, maybe not level uh, gated, but, you know, certainly uh, skill gated. Um, but also the fact that we're going to be needing to send our heroes on some kind of quest to get the chance to buy land. And I am fairly confident that those are going to require some leveled up heroes. Uh, we also know about a future airdrop of some sort for people who have been leveling. So I'm just, you know, I'm just leveling everything right now. I think they'll all have value at some point. Uh, I'm going to run out of runes really soon at this <laughs> point. But, uh, you know, I think the leveling will slow down, too, as it takes longer and longer to... Uh, you know, to to get that level up, especially once we get to level five and and beyond. And I I think the the heroes are also going to become a, a, a lot more valuable. Just like I'm speculating that, you know, stamina potions are going to become valuable. Um, you know, if if a whale comes into the game, they're not going to want to, you know, pay to start at level one <laughs> or level nope. zero. They're going to want to pay to start at level ten or whatever the 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 current approximate level ceiling or level cap is with with heroes and so i also think that you know some of these even you know common questers um that you know might be in your questing army are going to have a lot more value someday and i i think it's a great idea and i i'm also leveling everything up and that's something that i was um thinking i wouldn't do early on and i've, I've certainly changed my strategy yeah, me too, actually. I started by leaving a number of my common questers behind and then realized that I didn't want to do that, and now they're all behind. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a, certainly a game of catch-up, for sure. All right, well, let's talk quick about... Um, and we, we won't go into this a, a ton, because it is... I don't know, I, I've read through it like a dozen times, and I, I'm still not quite sure I fully understand the formula here. But, Mr. Zipper, I guess give us a really high-level overview... Um, when you hit level five, you now have the ability to infuse tears um, when you summon per hero that you have that is level five. And mm -hmm. when you're able to do that, then um, you can give your 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 child hero uh, additional stats. Is that right? That is correct. So uh, we've got here. 
uh, I think up on up in the docks, uh, a whole bunch of uh, really detailed stuff, and, and I'd love to see this cleaned up and put in a table because it's it's a little hard to follow at this point. But you know, the way it's going to work is that you know at level five, as you said, um, for each summoning hero that you have that's level five, you can pay ten extra tiers, and at, at just at level five anyway, uh, the ten tiers that you spend per hero will pass on a plus one to a stat. And the stat that gets passed on is whatever uh, that parent hero's highest stat is. Uh, this child hero will get a plus one to that stat. And that's just at level five. So level five, you can have a summoned hero with, you know, plus two stats. Uh, you know, so if, um, we'll say, if you're trying to summon a dread knight, uh, you've got a sage and a dragoon. And the sage is going to have its highest uh, stat at either uh, Int or Wisdom, and the Dread Knight will probably have its highest stat at Strength. So those are going to be the plus ones that go on to that child hero. Um, and so, like, you will know exactly what they are, which is which is really helpful. Um, and, you know, that's essentially the same as a green stat bonus. Um, maybe split up, but, like, that's really cool. Uh, but then after that, so, you know, at level 10, at level 15, at level 20, um, there are additional different kinds of bonuses. So at level 10, you're actually going to increase the hero's uh, primary stat growth rate. So it'll level, uh, you know, a certain stat faster. Um, and that's kind of like the blue boost that we that we see on our heroes. And so each each one of these uh, stages goes through kind of a loop. There's there's nine different bonuses that happen. And really the, the confusing part about this loop is just that, um, you know, after after nine, it goes back to one again. So I think that's once you hit level 50, then it kind of goes back to the, the first thing again. So it's, it's kind of confusing. But, you know, what we need to know for right now, anyway, is that at level five, you can increase your hero stats by up to two. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah, like you said, it's it's pretty much like a free stat boost. So um, that's that's pretty neat. And and Nindorf, I know you know we've been looking or monitoring the uh, the price of the Gen Zero market as it's uh, you know fluctuated over the last few weeks. How do you think this is going to impact the uh, the, the price of Gen Zeros in the future? I think Nindorf had to had to step away for oh. just a moment anyway. Oh but, yeah, I mean, some, I'll, I'll... <laughs> he has some sick uh, Gen ones at home that he's uh, taking care of. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Zipper, why don't you give us uh, your thoughts on it then? Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to speculate on that too. I mean, I, I think it will absolutely increase the value of Gen zeros, and this, you know, gets back to our point about leveling just kind of more broadly. Uh, you know, I think the Gen zeros are the heroes that that need to be leveled first because you know. They will, you know, they're the ones that are making new heroes. Uh, so that's going to be a huge deal. Um, they they will absolutely increase in value, I think, because of this. Yeah, definitely. I'm 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 looking forward to it for sure. And you know, I'm, I, as I, I think I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm trying to summon um, as much as I can right now to get a a small percentage chance for a, a shiny Gen Zero for for Crystal Vale. I'm I'm really excited about that. All right. Well, Mr. Zipper, uh, any closing remarks that, that you might have for, for the listeners out there? Uh, you know, I just want to say thanks to the community. Uh, it's been so exciting to uh, just to see all of the positive response to everything that I've been putting out there, to the HeroBot, to all of my articles. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm having a blast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm happy to, you know, answer everybody's questions in Discord as I'm, I'm frequently doing. And, you know, and just thanks for having me, guys. It's been a blast. 
All right. Well, yeah, thank you very much for your time. Um, it's fantastic. And, you know, keep up the great work. And again, on behalf of the community, thank you for everything that you've done, um, certainly using all of these tools. So, um, well, this is uh, this is it for, for Raf and, and Nindor from Adventures in DeFi Kingdoms. And a big thank you to Mr. Zipper. And I will uh, we'll be back on a, a podcast probably in, in the next couple days, uh, sometime this weekend, once uh, the game <laughs> uh, resumes playability uh, to talk through some, some Gen Zero summoning. So thank you very much for listening and, and have a good day.